On today's episode, we're going to talk about the concept of attachment and being attached to outcomes. I'd like to ask you, where are you holding your attention and what are you attached to? If this lands for you, I think you're going to really enjoy today's episode. Listen in. You're listening to the Paradigm You Podcast. Our mission is to empower, educate, and inspire men and women just like you to take their lives to the next level by expanding their paradigm. Here, we'll uncover who you truly are, what you want, and how you can make a positive impact and create a ripple of good karma. Together, we'll navigate life, love, money, and business, and so much more to accelerate your growth and success. We'll expand your paradigms and empower people just like you to have more time and resources so that you can live the life that you have dreamed. I am so glad you're here. Well, welcome to this week's episode of the Paradigm You Podcast. I'm so grateful that you've tuned in and thank you so much for all of you who are sharing these episodes with your friends and family. It has been so fun just to witness all of the listeners and the impact that this podcast is making. So thank you to each of you. I really genuinely appreciate it. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and you haven't left a review, highly recommend it because your reviews will actually impact the amount of listeners that this podcast receives. So if you are enjoying this podcast and you found value, please leave a a review and a good one if you will and share it with your friends and family because the reason I do these podcasts is to be vulnerable in hopes that it inspires someone else, that it empowers someone else, and that it brings a little levity and normalcy to your day. So thank you again for listening. All right, that was my little soapbox. I just wanted to say thank you because I've appreciated all of you listeners out there, and I feel a, a, a kinship with you, so thank you. Okay, so today's episode, I want to talk about what you are attached to, and the reason that this topic came up was I had an experience over this past week. It was so eye-opening to me. I've been doing a lot of work personally to make sure that I am not attached to outcomes and that I am, am releasing any of that attachment, and I don't have crazy wild expectations. found it so interesting because clearly I do still have a lot of work to do and I do get attached to outcomes. And I'm going to share a story with what happens to my family and I over this past week and how we navigated it. As I've mentioned, um, here in the Midwest, we are coming to the end of our beautiful summer of 2022. I had scheduled a handful of activities to do with my family at the end of summer to kind of bookend the entire summer and to really represent a beautiful summer with my young children. And one of those things that I had planned was a trip a couple hours north of me to spend time with a good friend of mine's family, and we were going to be up on a lake at their cabin. I had been looking forward to this for a really long time. I don't get to see this friend very often, and our children barely know each other, which is wild to me because this person has been in my life since before I was even 20 years old. So I was really looking forward to this, if you're getting the hints, right? I was really looking forward to it. My bags were, our bags were packed. We are ready to go for the most part. And this is on Sunday. And mind you, we had actually just come off of a week-long extended family vacation with a lot of our extended family that we have an annual gathering that we do every year. And it's set on the same dates every year, etc. And so we had just come off of that. And when I had booked this other time with our friends, I knew that it was going to be a tight turnaround, but it was important to me. And I wanted to make sure that I could make it happen because it was the only time I could do it. 
So my friend even said, are you sure you want to do this? You literally just came off of a week-long vacation and now you're going to you know, work for a couple days, kind of recalibrate, do some laundry and literally hit the road again. And I said, yeah, we're totally doing this. And lo and behold, on the sun, we were supposed to leave on Wednesday. On Sunday, I get a message from my friend who is already up at their cabin. They've spent the summer up there. And she says, hey, just a heads up, the weather forecast looks awful for the time that you're going to be here. Are you sure you really want to do this? And I said, yes, we are totally doing it. I have never been somebody who looks at the weather and makes any decisions based on that. And that's a running joke in my house. If you ever want to uh, get on Tony, my husband's team and heckle me for anything, you can be like, hey, April, what's the weather going to be like? Because I literally wear a puffer coat all summer long inside because I'm just always cold. So I just don't even look at the weather. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be great. So I said, yeah, no, we're definitely coming. I don't care if the weather is bad. We'll just play board games and stay inside. I just really want to see you. I want our families to spend time together. And I genuinely want our children to know each other at a deeper level. So I am all about making experiences and facilitating really impactful life experiences. And this is one of those that I was going to guard with my life. Okay. So that's how it was playing out. We get back from our family vacation and we come back to a handful of our businesses had just a whole heap of work all of a sudden. It was just like when it rains, it pours. And so we spent Monday and Tuesday really, Tony and I just really chasing our tails, trying to get caught up, trying to, you know, get through not only just like reinserting ourselves back into routine, getting our kids back up, all of those things that you experience when you come back from a vacation. But on top of it, trying to really hustle so that we could go and do this other thing with our friends. And finally, by Tuesday, Tony looks at me and he's like, hey, I think we need to talk about this. I don't think this is realistic. I have so much work on my plates. You know, one thing, it's the work, but on the second thing, it's a really long drive. And to do that whole drive just to sit inside for a handful of days, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. And I agreed with him and we we talked it through and I talked to my girlfriend and she agreed and and it it, it was it was a very logical decision to not go on this trip. So this is Tuesday night. We make this decision. We were supposed to leave on Wednesday. Friends, I was a hot mess and I was in my, ugh, you did not want to be around me on Wednesday. I woke up just grumpier than a bear who had been woken up in January. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. My summer is ruined. We didn't go do this family trip with our friends. They're going to be up there and our kids aren't going to know each other. And I might not, I don't know when I'll see this friend again. And oh my gosh, I found every single thing to complain about. I was angry. I was resentful. I was bummed out of my mind. I had convinced myself of all of these stories that weren't true, frankly, about how I had missed out on summer and my my kids weren't going to have the full experience. Oh gosh, I, I literally went there. And I'm going to totally blame those solar flares that I had mentioned on the last podcast because there was something in the air because I had turned into a crazy lady. Like, kid you not, full on victim mode. Like, woe is me. I don't get to go do this thing. And I was short with my husband. I wasn't very fun to be around. My kids were like, what happened to mom? Because they didn't even know that we were going on this trip. So they had no idea why I was just frankly pissed off that we weren't going to go do this. So Wednesday comes and and I'm grumpier than all get up, but it was perfectly fine. Like it, it was fine. By Thursday, 
I was a hot mess. My victim mentality of like, woe is me, everybody's out to get me, blah, 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 was like at peak levels. And you definitely didn't want to be around me to the point where finally that afternoon, my husband's like, you need to get out of the house. You need to just go for a run. You need to just go get some movement. You just need to get away from us because you are not pleasant to be around. And I knew that I knew why, and I was really trying to manage that, but clearly I was very attached to the idea of how that time was going to play out. And I was attached to what I believed was going to happen during that time. And I'm sharing this story. This is a pretty long story about this, but as you can see, that was completely out of my control. Like, I can't control the weather. Sure, I, I could have still gone the many hour drive with my family to go do this thing, even though I had a lot of work that had needed attention back at home. And that's just one of the blessings and the curses of being a business owner and being self-employed is you have a lot more time flexibility, but then when things happen, you really need to show up and make sure that you are either you're able to handle it or your team is able to handle it. And those things that needed to get handled, our team just couldn't, we couldn't hand those things off. So it's one of those like, you know, it's the good and the bad, the yin and the yang, but I was so attached to it. And that was the fascinating part. And so I went for a bike ride. I, I took my husband's offer. I, I went out for an hour on one of my favorite paths to, to bike on. And I just was out in nature for an hour all by myself, just calming my nervous system and really like recalibrating and talking myself out of this and asking myself questions like, what what were you so upset about? Like, why were you so attached to this? And I it came down to these fears. And I'll be honest, fear, when fear creeps in for me and probably for you as well, it can do some wild things to your psyche. It can convince you of things that aren't true. And it can convince you that you need to just, you know, get out the big guns and throw a pity party, party if you don't get what you want. And for me, it was a fear that one, I wasn't going to see my friend. Two, I wasn't making the most impactful weekend. Now I had missed out on this four-day weekend that we were going to have with these friends. And, you know, I I don't know if I'm going to see them again. Maybe we wouldn't get invited next time, blah, 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 which is not true. My girlfriend and I, we are like soul sisters. This is not even a thing. But I had convinced myself of all of these stories and these possible future things that were going to happen. And I'd like to ask you if you have anything in your life that you've been attached to and how you've responded when it didn't go the way you had planned. Maybe it's, um, oh, I don't know, like a project that you've been working on, maybe with colleagues, and you had an idea of how it was going to play out, and it didn't go that way. And then I'd like to ask you to reflect on how did you respond to that? Were you like, we're just going to roll with the punches, it'll be fine, whatever is meant to be is meant to be? Or did you feel a little bit something else? Maybe you could relate to my pity party. Maybe the resentment, the anger, the frustration, the being just bummed out, and how that impacted your days and your behavior and how you showed up. Well, I had gotten far into victim mentality. I was totally playing the victim card like, woe is me. And it was not a pretty sight for me or my family. And I'll be honest, my husband was not very interested in being around me because I wasn't that pleasant. And I've realized that I was very attached to that outcome. 
you know, my my son is um he's he's seven right now, and he is somebody who gets very attached to outcomes. He is attached to what time we're going to leave, what we're going to do. If I say something, if I say we're going to do something that day and we don't do it, you better believe he's going to make sure I hear about it. And we have a lot of conversations about attachments and what that means and how the energy that you align with attachment can really take control over who you are and how you show up. And that's a perfect example of what I just shared with you on how I was behaving in victim mode. I was acting like, just the biggest brat you've ever known, but it was because I was so attached to the outcome. Now, here's the interesting part. By Thursday night, I had recalibrated. I had moved my body, which if you've been listening to this podcast, you've probably heard me talk about moving your attention. If you're struggling with something, if you're feeling resistance, if you're having a rough go at it in the moment, I invite you to take a moment and move your attention. For me, moving my attention works best when I actually move my physical body somewhere else. So if I'm at home and I'm just all hot and bothered about something, I literally need to get out of the house, whether it's a walk, a run, a bike ride, a drive, maybe I just need to like go fill up my car with gas, whatever it might be. But if I move my attention completely, it really helps to recenter and realign yourself. So... For example, on this Thursday night, I had calmed myself down. I was already disappointed. I was thinking about how beautiful the weather was where I was living and how it would have been nice to have this awesome weather at this this you know trip with my friend and we were going to do yoga out on the lake and it we had big plans, right? Oh, I should say I had big plans and I was very attached to those plans. But by Thursday night, I had calmed myself down. I had recognized that I was really attached and I had released a lot of that attachment and realized that other things were calling for my attention and needed me far more. And that was a a universal nudge. If you want to use universe, God, whatever your spiritual alignment is, whatever that might be, it was a sign that I wasn't supposed to go on that trip and I needed to be okay with that. Well, here's the cool part. I mean, it's not cool. It's okay. Yeah. Bear with me on this one. So I asked, you know, my my angels, my universe, my God, I asked for, I just said it out loud when I was on my bike ride. I'm like, I would just really like awareness to recognize the reasons that I wasn't supposed to go on that trip because I'm very attached to how I thought it was going to play out. And I'm very disappointed in how it's playing out. In that moment, I was able to just start like reflecting on that and recognize like, wow, maybe if we would have went and we would have pushed through that resistance that, you know, we we really shouldn't have gone, maybe we would have gotten a car accident. Maybe, you know, there would have been an accident on the lake or something dangerous that would have happened, whatever it might have been. But I started reflecting on that and just being like, okay, I'm okay with exactly how it's playing out. And it's playing out exactly how it's supposed to. And I, you guys, it... If you have gotten into a practice, if you haven't gotten into a practice like this, I will tell you, it calms your nervous system so much better when you can just trust and have faith that exact whatever's happening in your world is happening exactly how it's supposed to. And there's a reason, and maybe you don't know that reason in that moment, but it's really interesting when you can reflect back in the future and you can look back on the past and be like, oh, that's exactly why that happened. Well, that happened for me this that weekend. So 
as I mentioned, I had calmed myself down. I had gotten out of this victim mentality. I had released any anger or resentment that I was holding towards the whole situation. The next day, I have so I have a handful of nieces and nephews, and I have a six-year-old nephew who was involved in a significant accident. Whew. Apparently that triggered some emotion for me because I went to talk and I felt like there was tears that were going to come out. Um, So I had a a nephew who was involved in an accident the next day and I was completely available. My husband was completely available. My kids were available. We were home just chilling, doing, you know, things around our farm. We were just hanging out and um, you know, we, we get the call that says that this accident happened and uh, he's one of four. So the call was from my brother-in-law asking if the oldest one could be dropped off. We live right down the street from their farm. And uh, he had called and said, hey, can we drop off the oldest? We're taking him into the hospital. Um, he's definitely going to need some surgeries. We don't know how this is going to play out. Yes, you bet. Let let my niece spend the night. This is going to be great. I'm so grateful that I could be of service. The next day, I end up having all three of the four kids at my home for the whole day so that the, the parents, my sister and my brother-in-law, can be at the hospital with their son while he's going through some surgeries and, you know, just a lot of medical stuff that's happening. And I was so grateful in that moment that that the plan was changed. You see, I was so attached to how I thought it was going to play out. But if I was many, many hours north of my home, I wouldn't have been available to be of service for my siblings. I wouldn't have been there when my brother-in-law called and asked for help. I wouldn't have been able to be completely present with my nieces and my nephew while my other nephew was in the hospital having surgery. And in that moment, uh, by Saturday, I was just so grateful that I hadn't gone. And I was so, oh, just overcome with emotion by the reality that I get so attached to how I think things are going to play out or that they should, quote unquote, play out, that I don't oftentimes leave room for how they need to play out. And I'd like to ask you if you can relate to that. Is there something in your life that you are so attached to how you believe it's supposed to play out? And I'd like to ask you, are you harboring any emotion attached to that outcome or that expectation that you have that's eating at you? And if you are, here's your gentle nudge because when we let that attachment consume us, when we hold our attention in our expectations, we allow all this negativity to flow through us and to consume us and to like literally death grip our heart and our soul and our psyche. But if we can release that attachment and just trust and have faith that whatever is supposed to happen It's supposed to happen that way. And there's a way bigger reason than we might understand in this moment. And I'm not trying to get super like religious on you or push any dogma by any means. I'm just sharing my experience with how attached I was and how that was really affecting my emotions, 
my feelings, my behavior, how I was showing up. And then when I was able to fully release that and trust that there was something bigger that was supposed to happen, whether it was to avoid something that was going to happen, I didn't know in the moment, but now a couple days later, I can tell you that I was exactly where I was supposed to be, whether I believed that in the moment or not. It's just a reminder. I feel like I have these moments that I can look back over the course of my life and and share, yes, there's been times where I had a very different plan in place and I was very attached to that plan. What I've realized is when I'm so attached, I miss out on some of the beauty because I'm not completely present. So I'd like to ask you, Where are you holding your attention? Are you holding your attention by celebrating exactly where you're at, exactly what's happening? When things are going great in your life, celebrate them. Enjoy it. Get the permagrin, do the happy dance, whatever it is, celebrate the good. And when things aren't going as planned or as good as you would like, I invite you to look for the growth and the opportunity for lessons. Because even when things aren't going as planned, even if you are not experiencing what you had anticipated, there's probably a reason for it. And if you can watch for that reason and you can practice that awareness, you are going to find some amazingly beautiful experiences in your life. And when you do that, That practice, if you continue to practice that, maybe, like I said, maybe you're attached to things like, oh, I don't know, we're going into the school year and maybe you're attached to who the teacher is that is going to teach your kids and you've just gotten the the notification that you were, your kid was assigned a different teacher. I have witnessed parents just lose their minds by this. I've also witnessed people who have really tried to hack the system for a, a teacher or a coach or being on a certain team or, you know, being whatever it might be, whatever you're attached to, it there's probably a reason for it. And I encourage you to look for the meaning, look for the lesson and have that awareness. Because if you can release the attachment to how the outcome is going to be, you can release the expectations, you can look for the lessons, then my friends, you are in the practice of being in the moment and being present. And when you can do that, your life is gonna be so much happier, so much calmer, and you're gonna experience it from a completely different lens than if you're looking in the past and you're looking too far in the future and you're getting attached to it. On that note, I encourage you to really start looking at what you're attached to and challenge yourself. If there's something that you're really attached to, is it something that's within your control? Or is it something completely out of your control? And if it's completely out of your control, all you can do is show up in the best way you can and set your intention with what you want. And you gotta be okay with however it plays out because it's probably gonna play out exactly how it's supposed to for a reason, whether you understand it now or it's not something you'll understand for five years. All right, on that note, it is closing time. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each of you. Gosh, you guys, there is so much opportunity for us to really release attachment and expectations, especially in in the season that we're in right now and where the world is going. So I encourage you each to show up in the best version that you can, be the light that you can be, 
And let's go out and make the world a a whole bunch better than maybe we're experiencing in this moment. Because I think there's a lot of attachment out there that needs to be released. And we can set the example for so many other people by just practicing what we preach. Show up the best we can and pay attention to what expectations you have, how you are showing up, and what you're attached to that can be released. All right, go out and make it a great day. We will see you back here next week. Thank you again for listening. Cheers to good karma. Thank you for listening to this entire podcast. I hope this episode has left you feeling curious and inspired. This podcast is intended to create expansion in your life through unique stories and shared experiences. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I have a request. I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with your friends and family. I bet they'd enjoy it just as much as you have. And if you found value, please share this on your social media outlets. That is good karma in action, my friends. All right, it is now closing time. Cheers to good karma and the power to choose joy. Hey, are you even listening? Today's episode is brought to you by Tony Hudzinski and the Ski Team Realtors. Did you know that you know an average of four people going through a real estate transaction this year? That means you and your four friends are either buying or selling or both a residential or commercial property. Real estate transactions can be complicated and stressful, and if not done with care, they can cost you a lot of money. A great realtor is an advocate for you. There's someone who's service-focused and who will represent you and walk with you on the buying and selling journey. Trust me, I've been on both sides of the transaction, and if you don't have a realtor who's detail-focused, who truly listens to you and is committed to making sure that you have a phenomenal experience, it may cost you thousands of dollars and a whole lot of stress. When you and your four friends are beginning to consider buying or selling, I'd like to encourage you to give Tony at Ski Team Realtors a call or visit SkiTeamRealtors.com. That's S-K-I Team Realtors.com. I'm confident that you'll be grateful to have a professional who is committed to working with you and for you. I love you, Mommy. It's closing time. And now for the... (laughs) Now for the outtakes. And now for the outtakes. Are you still listening? What did you think about the show? Be sure to share this with your friends and family. Be sure to share this with your friends and family. You better share this with your friends and family. That's good karma. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Way to turn it up. I'm glad you're here. That's That's too loud, though. No, that's perfect. Let's hear that.